Hello and welcome to the School of Pleasant Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas, and today I'm accompanied by Kalax, James, and Harry. Hi. Hi, I'm Kalax. I'm... And, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Harry. Um, hello. <laughs> so today we're <laughs> discussing the second book of the School of Pleasant series called Playing With Fire. Is there any major points that anyone wants to pick up before we start? It sounds like a fire hazard to begin with. <laughs> sounds like a fire hazard, though. That's <laughs> I like that. Don't play with kids in the audience. Don't, Wait, don't did, play with fire. did you say don't play, <laughs> don't play, with, play with kids? Did you just say don't fast. play with kids in the audience? I like this might be an interactive podcast. Wow, Harry. Wow. You see the fire. Stop, stop, stop the fire. I'm so proud of you, Harry. Match down. Don't play with kids in the audience. (laughs) 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 So, so one of the points that Kalax brought up was well, when we were talking through the notes and everything, he said how. Yes. What was it? I'm trying to remember now. My my brain's not working. Um, well, one of the points we brought up was everyone is seemingly straight. However, Kalak said that Derek commented saying that you know the older mages they they've been along uh, alive for so long that they just don't really care anymore. Um, thoughts? I I don't know how you can how age can just mean that you don't really care. I mean, like, does, do you mean it in terms of like you know it's just like not stigmatized? To them anymore, or is it like they've all suddenly become aces? Well, he didn't. He didn't say um, they don't care anymore. It was just more that by the time they're that old, or at least from what I remember of the comment he, he said, it was probably about two years ago. I saw it. Um, he was. It was just more that by that time they're more experimental than a lot of them. Unfortunately, due to sound issues, Kalex could not be heard during this whole. Uh, section that he was talking about so instead I'm just going to paraphrase what he said basically what he has said is that uh, Derek Landy during one of the books or I think during an interview he commented that one of the characters Sakunaru you know he doesn't have a sexuality because the fact of the matter is he's he's been alive for too long he, he, his sexuality does not matter for the most part so he has just you know it's gone past the point of having a sexuality and now he you know, he can go for men, he can go for women, he can go for anything in reality. Derek Landy had never written a homosexual character or character before, so I guess having Sacrin Rue there, he didn't really see Sacrin as homosexual, he really only sort of wrote a character who was, you know, himself. Like, he didn't really take sexuality into account, which made his writing style a lot better, personally. I guess it makes sense. Like... I don't know. I'd, I'd assume you'd get some, especially, for instance, perhaps um, worshippers of the faceless ones, because they're very Puritan. Uh, at least they are in um, the alternate universe. Um, like, so, for them, especially, like, but, you know, they might be a bit like, yeah, no, like, n- they, they might be quite um, homophobic and stuff. But, like, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if you had some homophobic, like, just non-faceless ones worshipping sorcerers, because, you know, like, after several centuries, you might get a bit set in your ways.
in the in the meantime, another point that was brought up was um, when the torment in the book shoots Valkyrie's reflection. Um, do you think you know that was like? Do you think Derek planned the evolution from that point, or do you think that was just? I've I think he was probably planning something with the reflection. Definitely, it's it's, it's something that's built up of a bit uh, throughout. I I know in the first book it it was mentioned that no uh, majors actually use them do, anymore. They, they, they do make a big. He does make a big fuss that this has never been done before. You know, people don't just shoot their reflections, and and then later on, doesn't don't they say something about the reflection having something done with it? It looked too real. That he he shouldn't have been fooled by it. Yeah, yeah, they do say that. Because so, yeah, another uh, thing as well is like they don't use reflections as much as Valkyrie does. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was playing definitely something with the reflection. It was starting to to grow. He's definitely uh, with talks about overusing of the dangers and all that. I'm curious as to why they're not such a use thing anymore. Is it just a lack of necessity, or is it more a case of? Because I mean, I'd have thought you know it'd be great because like I can my reflection go and do my shopping. And I can go and just, you know, catch up on scrubs, for instance. Like, Well, we all want to catch up on scrubs, yeah. obviously. So, like, is it more than the dangers rather than, I guess, the, the lack of necessity? Like, just just imagine being created. What, what's my purpose? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to watch scrubs and then I'm going to merge back in with you so I will have seen no, no 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 like uh, my reflection wouldn't watch scrubs i'd watch scrubs my reflection would oh do the shopping oh, and stuff. oh so they they bring created so that you can go and 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 have fun while they just yeah yeah I get around it. i i'm basically enslaving myself well i suppose i suppose the uh, the reflection reflection's purpose would be Oh, <laughs> nice little reference there. I got that reference. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> that I is such to. a good reference. I could not. I could not not. Uh, I think it was you that Kalax that said, or Kalax, um, that Scorpio Pleasant and Playing with the Fire was originally going to be written as one book. Uh, would this have been for the better? Yeah. Uh, change the? Would it change the structure of the series any differently? Uh, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? I don't mind too much that it's. A separate book from the original because I, I do it, think uh, that playing with fire it suffers from a bit of the you, you know middle trilogy syndrome yeah, stuff yeah it doesn't really do uh, much uh, I, I mean in its current form it, it feel very uh, weird uh, if you just pluck that at the end of uh, Skulldory Pleasant but I, I don't think it does advance. Uh, too much. It, it sort of lays some hints. Or well, the grotesque, there, but... the grotesque query uh, sort of sets up for the faceless ones, but really beyond that, and also it lays seed of Lord Vile, but beyond that, it doesn't really do much. What did everyone think to the uh, to the armor, armor's introduction to the series? I mean, I know we we armor's yeah, we, we find out more about it later on in the series, but as as a general introduction, what did everyone sort of think to it? I thought it was quite interesting, but um, I think it's, yeah, like the idea, cause 
the idea of you've got to do it with the raw power, but this might just be because I've not read the book in a while. Because um, when I most recently revisited, I revisited the other t the latter two story arcs. Um, but yeah, because he gets he's got to get the special clothing, hasn't he? To and he says it's to protect himself from the p the raw power of the armor. Yeah, because he's using yeah. it without permission. So yeah. I don't know. Several things are occurring to me whilst I think about this. The first of all is, like, this might be me just being ignorant of necromancy, but I, like, I, I'd i have thought... <laughs> you need to know your necromancy, Yeah, but, like, you know? a, 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 there's a thing of, like, you know, wouldn't the fact, wouldn't the... Or maybe it's supposed to. Maybe the fact that the magic is still in Vile's armour hints that Vile is still alive. He's not dead. But also... The fact, like, how do they pick up the armor? Because when you touch a um, a, te a necromancer's weapon, like that, that can kill you. Like it'll just like it'll attack you if you don't have permission from the necromancer. And Ven just very much does not have permission from Vile to start. Maybe they had a armor. company gloves. Well, yeah, obviously, and yep, a hard don't hat. Get the hard hat. You know, health and safety Maybe first. All evil evil do is do yeah. it. The evildoers must have like oh, one no. company, yeah. you know, evildoers uh, <laughs> limited. Five is jackets. To be fair, I suppose there are numerous ways you can get around that, so uh, maybe he used uh, some form of psionic mage, you know, like with telekinesis, or maybe you just did it a bit more mundane with like using just like a crane or whatever, um, just just something a bit more mundane, because, like, that's the thing with, um, Gatlandy, he's very, he did stick, and that's why I personally prefer School of Pleasant over, say, Harry Potter, he did steer away from, oh, we do everything with magic, he's very much of, magic's great and everything, but it can't do everything. Like, that's thing like School Pleasant himself says, or, or you know, to par you know, paraphrase him, Gun is more useful than throwing a fireball. Yeah. I can't, not a direct quote, but he does make a point of technology is just as good. Yeah, yeah. like there's that bit in the first book where he's um, talking to Valkyrie about um, magic, and he's like fiddling with, like he makes her, um, he makes her wet or something, and um, he's like, "What did he? <laughs> did you phrase it like that deliberately? Did, you know, did you honestly, do that on it, was, watching, it wasn't. I, I'm judging. It you. wasn't deliberate, but then I like thought about Jay. it halfway through, and I was like, "No, I'm going to commit to this." Like, but You've got yeah, to. I had to. Exactly. You've got to go through with it. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's even but no. worse now. <laughs> this is this is breaching another topic entirely. Let's, let's back, stick to okay, the book, go, James. <laughs> going back to his point. So basically, like Skaldogri does some elemental stuff, and he's like, "What did I do there?" And Valkyrie is like. I don't know, you manipulated the moisture in the air or something? And he's like, exactly. I didn't control it, I manipulated it. Meaning, you know, he doesn't have that level of control. Like, he's not... An elemental is not ang. They do not, like, have complete mastery over all the elements. But there are things yeah. they can do with the elements. It's, like... Yeah, that, that's the thing, that's how I always viewed it. It's like, the fire... He wasn't creating the fire. He was manipulating friction. Or uh, uh, when manipulating water, he's using air, air molecules, things like that. So, so there is sort of at least in the first book, there's a definite reference to 
slight real world pseudo physics. Keep on saying that. Really so. Can't actually make fire. <laughs> I, I do exactly. think this book uh, probably gave one of the greatest quotes I have, I have ever witnessed in any book. And it was, um, who brings a sword to a gunfight? Yes. That is just, that has to be one of the best things I've read. I mean, it's actually I, I the only reason that book exists. He just wants to <laughs> just that, that one line. quote. Um, the the book does have a, lo- I, a lot I of bad that points, but I think that is definitely the one good point that just stands out above the rest. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> well, no, I think that and um, embrace your inner illusion. Okay, oh, yes. I think it's like a um, <laughs> those two quotes are my entry into the best quotes. The dedication. Derek Landy's dedications are always on point. I'm not one to normally enjoy them, but Derek Landy's oh, dedications, dedications are brilliant. Oh I'm yeah. Going to, I'm going to read it out. Read I out his like for the benefit of the viewer. This book is dedicated to my family because otherwise I'd never hear the end of it. Nadine, warm, kind, and considerate. I am all of these things. Audrey, the greatest thrill of your life is probably the fact that I'm your brother. Ivan. Meaningless words such as brilliant, amazing, and inspirational have been used to describe me, but not nearly enough. If any of you thought there'd be anything sincere or heartfelt in your dedications, allow me a moment to quietly laugh at you. Because the heartfelt sincerity is reserved for my nana. Sheik, this book is also dedicated to you for all the love and support you've shown me over the years. I love you much more than any of your other grandchildren do, I swear. <laughs> oh, yes. I also love the author oh. at the back. Definitely. I think show. one of the best ones was in, in his new series. I, th- I think it was either Desolation or was it uh, American Monsters? Where in the blurb bit, or that thing that you said, he um he wrote just a little thing about how he he found out about the School of series, how he got the idea from being on a train. He's like, oh wait, nope, that was. That was J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh yeah, that has to be the one, one of my favorites. Where, um, his dedication, just, where he, he says that, that just, he's being threatened, he's being forced to do a dedication for his editor, and he's like, otherwise it will be re- reduced to just a, a mass of lines. And then, yeah. and then there's just that one at the bottom, just one word, just boom. And I always imagine that to be a four-letter <laughs> word. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean like. Say what you want about his writing. Like, his, his writing is very... Like, boring. Yeah, very but his humour is genuinely funny. He, he does seem like the type of person that would be really funny, especially during a meet and greet, which I, I, I really would like to go to one day. He's cancelled the one I was going to go to, Lickery. He shouldn't have posted on the forums. He was yeah, it was. He found out. He was like, I can't have this guy come here. He heard ahead of time. Yeah. He does. I wonder how much he does. I, I don't think he, he does uh, it a lot. Uh, he's actually uh, responsible for all of my posts. <laughs> I, I, I just, he is Harry. Uh, and he does all of the other uh, other people's posts as well. Um, <laughs> he's Key, uh, he's Genesis. Uh, it's, it's all been Wait, elaborate. Wait, does that mean he's uh, Dre as well? Is... Oh my uh, god. Yeah. No. I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, one of the he's only one of the points that was the only person he's not. One of the points. Uh, the only person he's, he's only one person he's not, and that person knows. Is that you? And I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> so you can um, where it says magic is divided into elemental and everything else, I do think that's kind of 
I think that can be down to interpretation. I think school degree. I think to be fair, I think Derek Landy just could not be bothered to properly explain. So he just said, right, there's elemental, and then there's just pretty much everything else, and I'll I'll make the disciplines as I think of them, because that way he could establish I... magic, and then later on he could expand on it and give more and more of an idea of what magic is and all that lot. This may be a controversial opinion. We're having a lot of those today. Oh, so many controversial. <laughs> uh, yes, Kalax. Uh, but I actually sort of like his system. Not maybe the way it is by the end of the series, because it really did become elemental and everything <laughs> else, but near near the beginning when there was less discipline. Because, one, like, like I said again, like I am a Harry Potter fan and I'm... You know, I like Harry Potter, but it really is... It does seem that magic can do everything. Well, I think they do mention Harry Potter. Uh, there are limits to magic. You can't just... You, Harry can't, can't, can't you, t- you can't create... You can't raise the dead, you yeah. can't fly unaided, and you can't create food yeah, nothing. They're uh, the only the, limitations. The magic, magic. in uh, Harry Potter's world is... is it's a very magic-focused... Uh, there, there is... Uh, if you contrast to Skullduggery, there is a wizarding uh, Britain uh, that is separate and uh, has its own places and culture. And so. yeah, but but my point is is that I don't like how magic in that verse uh, or in any verse is basically nigh omnipotent. I don't like how it's. It can do anything. While I'll, in school degree pleasant, it is no. You are an elemental, and an elemental can do this, and that is that. You know, magic A does magic yeah. A as TV tropes would say, um, as opposed to saying you're an elemental, but you can also do all these other things. Uh, with the exception of people who are, yeah, magically ambidextrous or ascendants, as we dub them. Um, but that that's the thing. that like, I really like how it's you. You are limited in your magic. Um, and I preferred that because it gave a sense of realism as opposed to say, you know, you can do anything as long as you have the skill level yeah. on a wand. I, I do think anyway. uh, some of the disciplines Derek came up with, some of them, I think he just threw them in there just to like sort of add a sort of comedic purpose to the magic. Like yeah. the one where you can understand any language and you can speak any language. That Now that, that just seems, it's useful but it's something you, you it could technically learn. Useful. Yeah, but it's something you could no, just well, technically learn. Magic doesn't have to be combative, does it? Like, learn, knowing every language uh, is usually useful. Uh, okay, so imagine imagine all the time that you could spend studying uh, um, every single language, and there's just this guy, he, he's spent his whole life he, uh, analysing, understanding language, then some uh, sorcerer bugger comes up. <laughs> I can oh, bonjour. Yeah. Oh, it's magic, I can bonjour. <laughs> yeah. But no, going back to Keylax's point, though, to be honest, because you're referencing Miss Nuncio. I, I can language. And I really like that we I saw... Can you know, we we start to see as the books develop mages whose disciplines are not combat orientated because most of them are, and it's like yeah, that's cool. But you're not going when people choose their magical disciplines. Not everybody's going to think now. How is that? What's the best way to punch people or hurt people? You're going to get pacifists. You're going to get people who just don't really seek a job where they fight everything and everybody. They're going to you know want magic to make their life easier or stuff or just help them pursue a passion you're not going to have all magic going 
uh, combat orientated. So I like that we start to see a couple of disciplines that aren't combat orientated. I, th I think it makes it more realistic and a bit more diverse. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand how that would uh, sort of work. I, I just have a problem with uh, any language magic and it just seems silly. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't get how that would work. Um, uh, you know, I know it's magic, but I'm watching it. I'm watching it all. TARDIS makes no sense. <laughs> um, the Torment shooting... Well, oh, no, wait, I, I, I think we've already mentioned the Torment shooting, Valkyrie's Reflection. But what did everyone actually think of the Torment? I mean, he, he was quite an interesting character. He introduced the uh, Children of the Spider, which I thought was actually really cool. Like how they could turn into giant yeah. spiders and then that they could just like leak spiders out their arms and everything. I have to say, the Children of the Spider, whether they're a species or a discipline... They are very, not overpowered, but they are very, very powerful. I mean, basically any individual children's spider, unless you're Valkyrie Sue, or, or sorry, Valkyrie Sue, um, or, you know, got a self-destruct button like China does, um, they basically can take on any individual sorcerer, can't they? Like, even the... Like even the uh, lesser skilled ones, they're they're still I think very powerful. Classified as a discipline, if we went. So I found it a very interesting either discipline or species stuff, otherwise. And then the transforming into that, it's just immersion metamorphosis. Um, like that's how I classify it at least. I see your point. Like, I mean, they're not unstoppable by any stretch of the imagination. We see them have their butts kicked quite a few times, but yeah, they are pretty powerful. But I think though, like that's partially because like. I don't know, for instance, I'm trying to remember, you've got, you've got the Torment, you've got Sick, you've got Porsche, you've got, oh, Madame Mist, and I think there might be someone else that I'm forgetting, but, yeah, even the young, even though Sick and Porsche, though, I think they, I get the feeling they've, you know, been training for a while, so, like, they've had a lot of, they've had a lot of time to develop their skills, so, I think it's, it's one of those ones where, like, there's a lot of... It's quite an intense discipline to study. It's like necromancy. It kind of becomes your life. But it's, you know, there's a high reward at the end. Like... Um, well, we were nearing the half-hour mark. Well, quite far away from it, actually. Uh, so I just wanted to bring up the uh, the... The uh, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it. Is the I call it grotesque Grotesquery. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I used to call it that, but I, I always again, I always said grotesque. Uh, so what does everybody think of it? Because I, I know it's. I know, <laughs> I know it's brought up uh, in a future book, but it's, but in this book, like, what does everybody think of it and how it's awakened and the weird process it goes under to actually be awakened. Like the fact that they oh, needed cool. Valkyrie's blood just to wake it up—that that does seem a bit like a, a bit of a stretch. I know she's a descendant from the ancients, but still, it's kind of like yeah, she. Well, it's implied well, it's because yeah, she's like, the main character. I found that, that a little well. bit odd—the fact that he needs their blood, yeah. her blood. Like, even if you say okay, it's because she's the last of the ancients. Like, okay, then what about before when the faceless ones first appeared? Like, did they need blood of the ancients? Like, how? Like. No, like, it's pretty, 
it's a pretty cool concept. And yeah, you'd need some blood or something. But I think I'd say something like, it's a good idea to give them powerful blood, and blood of the ancients is a very good one to go for. But I wouldn't make it a necessity. Was isn't that one? Hold on, do they say that they have to do ancient blood, or is just any really powerful blood that has a lot of magic remember. flowing through it fine? Mm. Do... It's uh, ancient blood. Yeah, but isn't do they? Do, does it, do, I, I swear it was something like. It was. They need really powerful magical blood, and ancient blood would be fine for that. Uh, I can check. It wasn't only option, was it? I'm pretty sure it's just uh, ancient blood, but I'll I'll, I'll right check right. Schoolpedia, see what it says. Yeah, the real pedia. The the best pedia. Has anyone heard of this uh, fancy one called Wikipedia? It's um. Nah. Nah. I don't like that Google thing. Yeah, everyone, everyone uses the proper search engine like Bing, um, or Yahoo. These, these are the real search engines. Um, according to, it says from Schoolpedia, although even though I don't doubt, uh, I don't doubt its accuracy. I don't know how I doubt accurate, its accuracy. This, I don't. I, I was being nice to the people who wrote it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, to do to do so, they need blood with a certain type of power in it. One of possible type being the blood of an ancient, which was used to resurrect it. They use the blood of Val Valkyrie Kane, who is descended from the ancients. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it actually says blah blah blah. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at it. It says blah blah blah, and then it just and then it's a picture of um, a dog um, doing a poo. Yeah, seems legit. But so at least according to the person who wrote this, um, um, it was just a certain type of power and ancient blood fulfilled, or at least even diluted ancient blood fulfilled that role. Although I always thought it, it had to be the blood of an ancient or a descendant of one, but either way. I don't know, like, it, make, it makes more sense that it's not just the ancients, like I said, like... But I wonder, wonder what they would have done, though, if Valkyrie wasn't there, or if Valkyrie wasn't um, blood of the ancients, like... Would they go into the caves under Gordon's house and be like, right, let's go hunting for a powerful monster and just, like, just drain his blood? Yeah, a bunch of random blood, hope someone <laughs> is, is secretly descended. Surely, surely one of those creatures exist that the, that, that the creature was made out of. So can they find that sort of blood? Because they are quite powerful creatures, as it's said. Yeah. They're all super deadly, as well as the torso of a yeah. faceless one. Which, oh yeah, but although I, I always used to find problem with how uh, they got that, but then I presume they probably used the god killers yeah. to slice it up. Although it is never mentioned that the ancients actually used the god killers against the faceless ones, apart from the scepter, and it is also never mentioned that the faceless ones actually in inhabited people's bodies either. I think it's implied. I think they mentioned that the um, 
not not in playing with fire, but I think they do mention that the god killers are used, um, but they're not. They're just not as effective as the scepter of the ancients. Like for instance, the sword. Um, I'd imagine. I'd yeah. imagine is what they'd use to um, get the torso. Like you know, yeah. just chop it up. What, like what do you mean? Do you mean a magically charged arrow won't slice somebody up? What? Well, no. Just like they can. Yeah. You, yeah, but like you know, like it, it wouldn't. Just like they'd be able yeah. to find yeah. ways around it, like the arrow wouldn't be fast enough or something, or like they'd be able to just like trap it, like maybe in a Kinder egg or something. <laughs> trap it in a Kinder egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be uh, a so do you think your children. <laughs> a deadly arrow. Do. So do you think in in the second book a lot of uh, a lot of the lore of Scotty Peasant is really fleshed out? But on the forums, we as a forum have definitely sort of given the books more of a in-depth history and also created more custom content and some really interesting ideas. Like, does anybody have any sort of uh, sort of custom content that they've seen from the forums that they really do think is interesting? I feel like you want us to mention one thing. Uh, that, you don't have to. <laughs> notes. You don't have to mention that one thing. I mean. It is implied that we should mention one thing each, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, I have nothing to really? say then. Um, hey, well, you, you, well, I'm, I'm not really in the... Uh, no, that's you know, true. But you, you can mention that one thing if you want, Harry. Nerds. <laughs> uh, what about you, James? Is there anything? Because I know that you... Um, even um, though you're not a plot master, you do tend to review a lot of people's uh, OCs, and, and a lot of your suggestions are, are really good, and a lot of people do take them on board, so... Why, thank you, Thomas. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. Um, like, okay, first off, I'm, I'm going to mention several here. First off, I'm going to blow my own trumpet and say the Corundum Achille, because I'm very proud of them. And they are going to get a revamp and a lot more detail and a lot more backstory. I want them to become more Ooh, central. I'm, so I'm excited for that. They go, yeah. Yeah, like, they're, they're going to be part of a bigger project that I'm working on when I finish my next character. But yeah, so watch the space. Um, I'm not going to mention the obvious one. I'm going to leave that for somebody else. But um, I like I like that immersion method metamorphosis was created as a head as a head cannon. I was looking through some of the disciplines the other day um, because I was trying to help Doki um, come up with um, solutions um, for the New Zealand problem. And ones that really struck my mind were oh let's have a look see if i can find them there was navamancy which i thought was quite useful it was like a more specific form of um no no i think i'm getting mixed up sorry tempestmancy which is basically like the ability to control storms and like create like typhoons and hurricanes that i like uh biomancy i'm quite keen on as um as a concept i'm not sure about the execution of it uh, some of yeah, you've been know. working on that, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, um, but I think I think it's a great idea. Like that, there's a reverse necromancy. Like, I'm really, really happy with some of the disciplines we've got, but some of the organisations. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, those are my favourite. But th there's a lot of interesting things sometimes to read through and go, "Ooh, that's a really cool concept." You use that more. 
I, I do think one of my favourite disciplines is the mirror one. I can't remember what it's called for life. In fact, I'm trying to find it right now. Spec uh, <laughs> Speclomancy. That, there it is. And I think that is a really cool idea. I know I, I came up with some... I tried to contribute to it, but then I just sort of like forgot. And so it's not been added to. But there are some really cool ideas in there. And how you, you know, and how you work it and how, how you can use it as uh, transport. And how, you know, there's just a lot of... Uh, ideas in there that just really works you know if that makes any sense <laughs> uh Kalex, is there anything any sort of custom content you can think of that you really like nope oh it is not a problem um well definitely one thing that you know we were discussing before about the uh that is is on the notes is uh, the Fey. No, I've I've, I've got something. I've oh, got okay. Something. Well, we'll mention the Fey afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I would have mentioned the Fey, but I want to keep them off. So it seems seems um, like it annoy you. Well, I mean, I, similar to James, I don't want to blow my own trumpet too much, but I'm really proud of how uh, the expanded magic phage. Um. I spent a long time on Looks that. Like we're uh, there, okay. quite um, I spent a long time expanding them because I found that it was an interesting concept, but it wasn't really developed beyond just one short story, you know, just beyond the Maleficent 7. Um, I also... Like, everything uh, Kiyashi's done, like, he's done a lot of... Uh, like, origins and things like that, a lot, of, a lot, a lot on the ancients and... Like very very detailed, you know. He came up with a lot of a lot of things. Um, I was going to say Faye, but we're, we're going to say that in a minute. So I think that's, that's good enough. <laughs> Do you, know, you know who I like? It's a cool uh, idea. Uh, the Faye, they're there, there. Unfortunately, due to mic issues, uh, Kilax has. Uh, had a huge noise introduction to this part, so unfortunately, I've had to cut it out. So here's the sort of segue between the two okay. awkward silences. So, uh, you know they're cool. Mm, I've got um, not me, I'm afraid. weird stuff. They're a bit like. Have uh, any of you played Vampire the Masquerade? No. Um, no. Not even Bloodlines. No. Okay, so you know they're doing that vampire widespread um, secret stuff, um, having courts and all that. Being cruel limitations of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fun idea. And you know, they, they really play up the immersion uh, metamorphosis. metamorphosis stuff. You know, they're pretty. They're monsters, aren't they? One of the most recent Fae that was um, made is uh, Sovereign's Fae, who fortunately can't be here today. Um, I think his Fae, even though it's taken him over a a month or two to get it out. It is a really good example of what a fae can become. I, I had I had an idea for the fae, um, but then I, I I'm I'm not working on it. I'm not going to continue. I, I don't think is there an English fae yet. Um, there's one that's been mentioned in passing because it gave Nisbane permission to set up a court. Um. um. I was gonna. I I I'd suggest that uh, the English Fae 
uh, were split into different factions who were all under... They swore loyalty to one person uh, who was located in, uh, I don't know, Manchester. And so you'd have a big ensemble of dicks who were all stupid and trying to fight each other for a throne that isn't really worth much, but, um, yeah. That just uh, sounds like Manchester in general. <laughs> it is. No, no, no. You'd have you'd have the crown in Manchester who kept uh, the order, uh, at least nominally. You'd have a Fay of London who was who was gradually growing in power as London had grown uh, and was going to try and take the throne at some point. Uh, you'd have various people. You'd have one in Cornwall who had gone off uh, to. In t- being contemplating of how to be the best ruler, while completely, uh, natally, completely failing to do his job as a ruler, and just sort of standing there, letting his bit fall into a bit of anarchy, really. Uh, yeah, you know, just play up the court stuff, have them all try and stab each other. Yeah, I feel like we'd um, have quite a few because the British Isles are just yeah. a really um, great place to live. Yeah, they're <laughs> great. You know, it's got weather. Uh, glorious yeah, we weather. We do have weather. We have absolutely we have glorious the weather. Can confirm. We've got all the weather. Every weather. We have, we have sun. It's sunny one day and then the rest of the year it's raining. That is all the weathers. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally there may, you know, Maybe hail. This has been the School of Pleasant podcast, and we were just talking about weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, what well, is the F weather for everyone? Uh, well, it's, it's dark. It's cold. Yeah, it's dark. It, it's dark um, weather it's, it's, for me, too. Yeah, it's dark. It's five, you know. It's, but it, it's, it's, it's not the usual kind of dark. It's, it's like the light kind of dark, if that makes sense. That's interesting. Advanced it's darkness. Exactly, advanced darkness. <laughs> so it. I know it feels like we're slowly, slowly leaving, uh, leaving winter, in which we are. I hope so. <laughs> so, do we have anything else we want to discuss, or uh, do you want to go on more about the weather? Um, well, I wanted to. Oh no, no, sorry, you continue, sorry, James. I was gonna just take a look at the notes. No, I, I just wanted to respond to your point about the um, the British Isles like having like multiple fake courts, and like because. Because it said in the original thing, and uh, if it's not in by in the original post, then it's by Charlotte, who is the creator of the Fae. And um, you, like the courts can literally be any size. So, for instance, um, my upcoming character rules Southeast Asia, including China and some of the stands, and like almost as far as the Arabian Peninsula. He's half a, the world. Basically, yeah. Like, he's really powerful. And, and, I and know the other half is owned by Silas Craig. is creating one that rules Africa. So, like, some of the courts are mahusive. But you also can get courts that are just tiny, like a, a single town. Yeah, like, it's when it's massive, but it's bigger than massive. Yeah, it's but that, that's, that's the thing. So far, all we've really had are big countries. We have, like, Aus- Aus- do we have a... We I have think... one for America, don't we? All, all of America? Oh, I don't know. No, like, there's Raytheon who's got, like, America, but I think that's just, like, the USA. Yeah, um, but there's, there's, no, there's no of the smaller court I stuff. Think I think there'll Flint, be somewhere to... Explore. I think Flint has a um, fake monarch which rules just a tiny town. That's I cool. I couldn't be sure, though. Is I, it a nice I town? I remember there's someone with a town. I don't know, I've never visited <laughs> it myself. <laughs> like, I heard uh, on TripAdvisor it's a bit uh, terrible. 
Yeah, <laughs> like all the people that keep on getting get murdered by these demonic mm. beings. Heard it's haunted as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, and, and the weather's terrible. Honestly, I don't even know why the Fae chose to set up shop somewhere like that. I mean, the weather's just awful. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not visit. Again. <laughs> I do think um, Sovereign's Fae is actually really cool because the way he... Obviously, the Fae can't lie. Mm. I believe that's part of it, isn't it? And then... Oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. and and how he um, gets around that, and how he 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 has his own agenda, but he doesn't really reveal his own agenda, and definitely the weapon, the knife with the three different points. Now that is oh the tri dagger that's blade. the one the tri dagger blade. Now that is that was a really good idea to implement. Was... Okay, so this is a question for you. Taking how do edgy to a whole new effect? level. How do we, that was not lie? Uh, so you can't lie. What if you make a promise that you later find out? Um, that you know you were conned or you were tricked, so. Well, then it's um, not a lie. It, the yeah, thing is, it doesn't what, what have if, to be true. It doesn't have to be if, true to not be a lie. You just have to you believe, have to believe it, it. it. Thank you. Yeah. What What if you set prom? What if you promise uh, someone that you will be good in in order to you know stop them from just killing you, and then would you have to continue to be good because? Would you be able to get away and stop later on, or would you have to keep yourself to that? Well, I suppose an expansion on that would be, what if you mean something sincerely one moment, but then the next moment you no longer mean it? Yeah, so, like, well, in that I moment just, you may... I was just remembering, uh, so, uh, in Planescape Torment, you have... This is this is a video game, by the way. Uh, you have a, de a devil who has inadvertently been conned into having to... Because he's made a contract uh, to get someone's soul... But they tricked him, and now he has to go around helping people in the grouchiest way possible. Huh. I th I think the way the Fae works, because it's tied in with how um, how Sovereign, um, how his character Zalek um, gets past the line, because he he adjusts his memories temporarily so that he believes what he is saying in the moment, and then like you know his memories are changed back or reverted. Like it's something he's done, you know. He spent ages looking at, um, working on. But um, yeah, so I think using that same logic, like no, if you believe some, if you make a promise, when and when you make that promise, you have every intention of fulfilling that promise. Then you know you can change your mind later, and actually be like, yeah, no, wh why would I do that? Thinking about it, like I really don't goof there. Like that would work if you believe it to be true. Like if you have intentions of carrying it out, like. The facts can change later, you can discover it's not true later, you can change your mind later, but it's the main thing is, at that point in time, when you are making that statement, you have to believe that statement to be true, and that's what makes it, you know, that that's how the fake can yeah. do it. Like, uh, if we're about 43 minutes in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking a look at the Audacity files. File. Oh yeah. uh, well, I'm thinking we we should overhang by about five minutes because there is a a large amount of gaps that I can then cut down and then it'll mean the five minutes will be filled. That's fine. Yeah, like I've got another twenty five minutes I can go for. So, okay, okay. Uh, going back to the books, I I think yeah. I think in this book it, it's it really shows like. You know, like like in the first book, it was like, yeah, the faceless ones are a myth. The ancient ones, you know, they're obviously real. And then in the second book, it's more like actually the faceless ones might actually exist. But even though we have this physical proof that they exist, we're still not 100 certain. And and I do think 
the way it, it progresses from that is actually quite cool. Like how the religion is still a religion, still believing in the faceless ones, and yet there's still people who don't believe in the faceless ones, even though you know they actually came through. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, I guess the um, what are you referring after the events, um, or are you talking about like from ancient history? Because like I guess the the counter argument there is well, that's realistic because like every religious person ever is going to say, well, yeah, this is exactly what happens in the real world. My god was here, my god did this, and people still go, yeah, I don't believe your religion. Um, like, no, but I'm, I'm getting at the fact that the creature literally, the torso of the creature is literally from a faceless one, and yet there's still people oh, yeah. who are there like, oh, no, they're just myth. Yeah, but you're going to have people who, A, like, don't know that there's, you know, that... Because you wouldn't, uh, really, you wouldn't really advertise it. There's, there's going to be people who, who who think, okay, the faceless ones are real, yeah, but are they as powerful? Are they? Are they not? They're not that tough. I could, I could take them, or, or at least. Or equally, or equally, they don't necessarily believe in the religion of the faceless ones because just because it exists does not mean it exists in the way that the religion yeah. says. It's like, like you know, at, at risk of offending people, like I don't believe in God. But and if God appeared before me, it doesn't mean I'd suddenly become a Christian because I it wouldn't change my moral values. But I would just recognise the fact that he exists. Like accepting the fact something exists doesn't necessarily change your view. Because like just so like in the this in this term, in this sense, rather, uh, just because of faceless ones exist wouldn't suddenly mean I convert to being a faceless one worshipper. I'll just suddenly accept, okay, they exist as a physical entity. Yeah. No, but I, what I was mainly getting at is during the second book, you know, it's been established that, you know, there's the torso of the faceless one as part of this body, you know, they can't destroy it, and, you know, they're 100% certain it's the torso of a faceless, faceless one. And yet, in the third book, you get school degree who's still sceptical that the faceless ones, you know, existed. I'm pretty sure that is what happened. So if I am wrong, yeah. please do correct me. No, no, I think that's right. But they actually had physical proof that they existed, yet in this third book, Scordigo Pleasant was like, no, no, you know, they, they don't exist, you know, but I guess we're going to find out if they do exist. When in this pre pre uh, previous book, they had physical evidence that the Faceless Ones, you know, existed. I... Well, they said, it, they said that the torso was that of a Faceless One. Mm. Just like saying something and something... It obviously ends up being true, yeah. but the point is that so maybe they they misconstrued it. it. They thought by saying it was the it torso is. of the faceless one, when in reality it could have just been yeah. the torso of an extremely powerful creature. Right. Well, the, yeah. the church, <laughs> what the church did a long time ago is like they like this got to be quite a problem. Is they like every single church would be like we have the blood of Saint Peter, or we've got um, Jesus's left rib, or we've got hmm. you know the fingernails of. Um, Mary herself, or, so, or something like that, you know, some some body parts or some object that was used, or somehow, and somehow you had like, you had ten, like, you had, you know, you had like, fifteen different churches, and they're like, oh yeah, we've all got a, we've all got the exact same rib of um, Saint Peter, and it's like, not possible. A lot of them, you know, they were fake relics. Yeah. And um, so like. It's you know people cottoned onto that sort of thing. It could be a sort of a same a similar thing. Like the fa the worshippers of the faceless ones might be like, we've got the we've got the torso of a god. Praise be our god. You know we've we've got proof. We've got part of his body. But you could you know others will go like, you could have just gotten that torso anywhere. Like 
He could have just taken it off Steve, you know? Exactly. I mean, he's Give been him. walking around without a torso. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to be off Steve. Steve is exactly. so I, th- I think what somebody said earlier with, you know, somebody said, oh, I could take on the faces once. I think that would be pretty funny. That was me. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, but you're not funny enough, Harry. Thank Sorry. You. How dare you? <laughs> just, just some guy being like, I could take all the faces. Well, just give me a, a couple shots and I'll, I'll go over there and fight one. <laughs> I think, punch yeah, up. just punch Shut him up. His boss. Say, oh, we should just let Steve deal with it, you know? <laughs> the faces will be running back to their own dimension in no time. <laughs> Steve's got this one. Uh, that would be a fool to doubt Steve. Mm. Honestly. Somebody needs to make a character, Steve, that is, like, super OP, but then, like, never use him. <laughs> On it. <laughs> On it right now. <laughs> I thought that I was don't what it does. I don't think anyone would ex- would like accept that unless you explain to them. <laughs> this is Steve. His fists are acid, and he shoots lasers out. <laughs> like a Saitama-like character. He, one touch from this gentleman, and you're dead. It makes his sex life <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> However, he's brain dead. And in oven. <laughs> Disadvantage. Exactly. He's, and, uh, he's brain dead. <laughs> no, it's like if he punches you, he will instantly win. However, he's paralyzed. <laughs> And he's always wearing oven mitts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, well, you know, someone once ran into him by accident. Now they're dead. Whoops. Exploded. He, he's like a god killer all of himself, except yeah. you know, he, he can't move. So you're just gonna get someone actually that is a... like picking Steve up and using him as a weapon. <laughs> 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 um, that does bring up a point because I, I remember when. I think it was the last book. Uh, I mean, I'll avoid spo- spoilers. Um, but when the last book came out, uh, they we discovered the process of how to create god killers. Mm. Um, and on the forums, they mentioned what would happen if you did that to a human. And that just reminded me, like that joke just reminded me of. I wonder that what would discussion. actually happen because they had to use the empty vessel, didn't they? Yeah. So do you reckon? And then, obviously, yeah. I don't know what would happen if it was a human. Do you reckon it would? Ha- do you reckon Steve would happen if Steve if he did that? Happen, yeah, would Steve become? <laughs> would you become like One Punch Steve, or would you? <laughs> but um, or would it just be like? I think I remember. Just I can't remember who said about. I remember one comment distinctly saying, "Would your fingernails be god killer mm. level or uh, teeth?" Unless or... it literally just pretty much makes your body unable to be impaled and penetrated. Wow. Well, no, because we see the god killers be destroyed, like the 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 sword was snapped yeah. in half. Oh, okay. No, but... I mean, it was still deadly. But, it still killed instantly. Yeah, it was snapped it was in half, but that... Well, like, originally that they were going snapped to melt in half. Down. It, yeah. But yeah. then they'll swap out for fakes, won't they? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, but that implies that that process yeah. wouldn't mm. work. Because she's all oh, okay. like, jobs are good and like, you know, just throw them in a furnace and problem solved. Oh, okie dokie. That seems to make sense. So like, it Okay, so, oh, sorry. I think like it would change, it changes, my theory is it manifests differently. So for instance, like if you were to throw the sword at someone you want to kill, it's not going to just fly after that person until they die. Whereas if you fire an arrow from the bow, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So, like, I think it's. I think it depends very much on what the object or person is. So I don't know. Maybe like. Maybe they're able to think, 
evil thoughts at you and you die or like maybe like their teeth like their teeth and their fingernails are really sharp or maybe they are one punch steve like <laughs> i love that name <laughs> would, like someone needs to make a character called one punch steve now like kalax that's you <laughs> oh dear What's yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think it it's in manifest differently. His power is maximum. Definitely, yeah. Um, well, this has been the Scooty Pleasant podcast. Oh, uh, thank we... you for listening. Oh, I wanted to talk about Scape Grace. Oh, okay. Uh, quickly. Like, Sorry. Just like because <laughs> I feel like you know this is the book where he's introduced and like mm. like I think like for instance, Dre often mentions Scape Grace, Varian Scape Grace, as the most yeah. as the worst character in the entire series. He's the best character. He's the best character. He is amazing, okay? I sometimes find his scenes funny, but I often find him as a character very annoying. And, like, I realise part of it is to say, like, you know, because his introduction is, he he knocks Valkyrie around quite a bit at the beginning. Like, he nearly kills her. And then... Yeah. And like, uh, and then, but Sorry. you just, you know, you discover later, later that this guy is hopeless at everything. We don't even know his magic. I don't think we he don't is magical. Out. No, he is. No, he is. He's, he's definitely he is. is. Mate. Yeah, it, it was mentioned yeah, in the later book, but you don't find out but his we discipline. Never find out what well, the magic then, is. Like, hey, that would be something. Maybe his magic is something that he is able to. I don't know. Become an ascended. I'd love it to be something amazingly OP. Yeah, can actually disintegrate anyone uh, just by his thoughts. He just doesn't. He doesn't, think. He, he doesn't want to ruin the fun for anybody else. Yeah, maybe he's. What if he's the true ma- uh, grandmaster behind? The oh my goodness! What if Scrape Grace is Derek Landy? What? Yes. There's a theory. There's actually a theory that um. Like, because people have asked him, like, oh, what character are you? Like, because Derek Landy is, like, one of the characters is based off him. And a lot of people think, oh, it's Gordon Edgeley because he's a writer and everything. It's exactly, no, it's Saracen Rue. Saracen Rue's power is Saracen Rue knows things. How does he know things? Because he's the author. Mind blown. Well, the thing, although he does, uh, oh, yeah. he doesn't know everything and but, not even close. But then again, I suppose you could say that one, maybe that's Derek nerfing himself, or two, it's because at that time he was still um, yeah. planning. I'm writing he was still planning out. I'm writing stuff for characters or writing um, part one of my stories. Like, I have no idea about half the stuff that's going to happen. And in fe- indeed, half the stuff I only know until it actually happens because it's like, how would this character react to this? Like, oh, this, this happens. Like, it's already happened, technically. And then it's like, this is what will happen next. Because it's just come to me, so yeah, it it yeah. makes sense. It it like it's in line with the th- theory, the fact that he's not omniscient. Wait. Oh. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this Good Pleasant podcast. Uh, I've been your host, and I've been accompanied by some people. You have indeed been accompanied by people. So, bye bye bye. Bye. Love you long time. <laughs> See ya. Adios. Bye.